Episode 9, and we're doing fine. This pandemic isn't to do with swine. Open the wine, this one's a cracker. I'm Richie Firth, travel hacker. Oh, that's good, Rich. Thank you, Christopher. When you started, I was very suspicious and wondered if the fine was a sarcastic fine. <laughs> but, but it all you... makes sense and it rhymes. It did. It did. Did you um, did you aim to finish on Travel Hacker or was it just serendipitous? It went that way. Okay. Much, much like most of the hacks. The stars just aligned. <laughs> uh, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm. I'm very good. I'm you haven't had a good. haircut, have you? Uh, yeah, or is your is your hair being kept back by the headphones? The, the headphones are, are keeping it uh, keeping it back. And it's, he's not uh, choosing to remove the headphones as I look at him on this call. So says to me, oh, "Woof! There they, <laughs> there it all comes." Think David Luiz. Think Sideshow. Is that what you Bob. wanted? Not really. No. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 you know. It is what it, it is what it is, Rich. It is what it is, and this is Richie Firth Travel Hacker, uh, a podcast uh, to get you travel ready. It started off just hacking everyday journeys. Since we've been in pandemia, it's fantasy journeys, the journeys that you want to make sure you're ready for once all these lockdowns are a distant memory. Uh, you can suggest the journeys that you want to us. Uh, you can email us, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can tweet us at Richie Firth or at producer Chris, you can become a patriot. Patreon.com slash travel hacker podcast. Slash travel hacker. Travel hacker. hacker. Yeah, yeah, that's that, you know, like travel hacker. I mean the first one was wrong, but I kind of still I didn't want to be hard on you, Rich, because you tried. No, and you wouldn't be hard on me because that's the bit uh, where the patriots are. That's the one where the smart money goes. Well, your money. Uh, Pay and subscribe and get bonus content to help Chris and I fund future hacks. And trust me, you'll look back on this in years to come when you hear what those hacks are when we've actually done them. And you'll think that is some of the best money I've ever spent. I'm genuinely really excited as, as people get in touch now. You know, clearly ev- every show is built around the correspondence that we get for the fantasy hacks. But we, we've started to get a, just a little essence of maybe you could do this for real. I'm thinking now about putting this series to bed and actually seeing you face to face in whatever vehicle it happens to be that we first hack and doing it, Rich. Is a boat a vehicle? Yes, a boat. A, what, what? What else is it? A boat. All right, but then you could say, "Is a car a vehicle?" Yes, it's a car. No, it's not. A vehicle. A car is, is not a, a car. A vehicle is a mode of transport that has wheels. A plane has wings, and a boat has a hull. Is that technically true? Yes. Anyway, coming up on this episode of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. I said, coming up on this, don't start checking up on vehicles now. We're throwing ahead. Uh, Vehicle. You curtained prick. Vehicle, uh, early 17th century, from the French vehiculi, or Latin vehiculum, from the word vehia, to carry. With a wheel. So, a boat (laughs) or an aeroplane could technically, therefore, be a vehicle. 
coming up on tonight's episode. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, oh yes, I'm gonna get you. I squealed when I came into Amsterdam. X-rated dong blasters. How many how many episodes are there in this season? Rich, what's the loudest noise you've ever made in a vehicle? I squealed when I came into Amsterdam. Oh god. <laughs> it's weird because you got halfway through that sentence and I thought, oh, he's gone too far. And then you kept going and it just got worse. <laughs> Christopher. Have you mentioned our Patreons, our latest Patreons, Rich? It was the very next thing I was going to do. I've actually alphabetised all our Patreons. And today I thought I would feature the new Patreons, starting with the letter S. Samuel and Stuart, you are welcome uh, to this latter part of the patriotic alphabet. If you want to become a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash travelhacker. So if your name is Xavier or Yawande or Zachariah... It's not get involved. We really want XYZs involved. There is going to be a bespoke podcast very soon for the Patriots where I sing to them um, with their alphabetised names. In order? Yes. Rich, you know that whole think before you speak thing? (laughs) Oh, dear. Christopher... Let's have our first hack of the night. Hello, Chris and Richie. I'm currently reading A Time of Gifts by Patrick Lee Fermer. This is the first of three books documenting Patrick's journey on foot from the Hook of Holland to what was then Constantinople in 1933, 34 and 35. I've attached a link to the plan of the route that he took, which we will post. Starting at the Hook of Holland and finishing in Istanbul, as as it's now known, And on a sensible budget, Patrick stayed in various different accommodations, including workhouses. Do you think there is a better route to take? Better can be open to interpretation. Quicker, more scenic, more cities, landmarks, etc. Could a different route be done in, say, 60 days? Feel free to mess about with it. Just the basis of an idea. Great show. Barry Rowling's PS Fuck You Chris. (laughs) Uh, well barry um it's great to know we have uh such abc1 listeners uh, to the podcast and uh that they're literary uh great for our advertisers uh to know that they're aiming at such uh highbrow people uh chris had you ever heard of uh paddy lee horner uh let alone the book uh, Patrick Lee Fermer. Uh, I haven't actually, but it does look, <laughs> it does look really great. Tell us about it. Okay. Well, I, I, it, basically, it is as, as set out. It is a a a, a travel diary of a of, of a quite insane journey from uh, one one like end of continental Europe to the the furthest extreme. And for the record, Constantinople slash Istanbul is the part of Turkey that's in continental Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go down that path with you again. Turkey are in the Euros. Okay, so, oh, so you're accepting of that now. It's funny how you weren't about five weeks ago. <laughs> so so obviously this was done like pre-technology. He lost bits of the journal along the way, um, including a bit of it being lost in a castle in Romania that was eventually like returned to him. 
uh, it just anyway, look, it, it just sounds like one of those wonderful things that if you had time and money and freedom, that it would be like a wonderful, life changing and tough experience. Well, it sounds like he certainly had the time because it took him just over a year to do the whole journey. Um, 33, 34, 35, I think, uh, were the years. Most of 34 and a bit of December of 33 and a bit of January of, of 35. But, um, uh, yeah, it was a long, old walk. Uh, I say walk. He walked, he horsed, and he sailed. Those were the uh, the three forms of transport uh, that uh, that Paddy used to, to do the journey. Um, Hook of Holland to Istanbul in modern-day parlance is not just over a year. It's actually a 22-day walk. Um, So Barry, who got in touch and said, could you do this in, say, 60 days? I'd say it's a very definite yes, uh, because if you walked uh, for a third of 24 hours, uh, which would be eight hours a day. Well well done. Thank you very much. Uh, Then you're easily going to do that in 60 days because it's a 22-day walk if you were walking non-stop. So let's have a look at routes and compare uh, to see how doable it is and how it compares to Paddy Lee Termer's route. Okay, it's Patrick Lee Firmer. And can I just give a little interesting fact about, um, you know, like in, in your... Do you have a Wikipedia page, Rich? Me? Don't not that i maintain i don't know so so well here's wikipedia oh, that's a page. frightening shuddering thought i'm, I'm just looking you up now uh, rich richie firth uh, oh you're contained within <laughs> you're, you're contained within a couple of other pages uh, in, in, including some absolute radio uh, stuff and weirdly you've made it onto the bugles page have i uh, indeed through, through me Oh, so Skinner launched his own podcast, uh, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, with Absolute Radio's Richie Firth. Um, anyway, so Patrick Lee Firmer's Wikipedia page mm-hmm. describes him as a polyglot. What's that? It is a multilinguist. Oh, like myself. Handy for a... Yes, indeed. Handy for a trip like this. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, well... Uh, but did he learn to speak languages by walking through all these countries, or did he think, cool, I learnt a lot of school, better go and visit these places? Chicken or egg? I'd like to think it's a combination of both. I'd like it to be like, um, oh, well, I know how to speak Bulgarian and I know how to speak Croatian. And so he walked into Kosovo and was like, I kind of get this. It's a bit Mm. of that and a bit of that. Well, look, he had a brain as well, because as you pointed out earlier, he did this journey uh, when there wasn't tech. Uh, there no wasn't spoons. Google Maps. There wasn't uh, there wasn't City Mapper and all this kind of stuff. But he was clever enough to think if I'm just going to do this, basically without train and bus and car and all that kind of jazz, the easiest way to walk, as we've pointed uh, before on this podcast many times, is along rivers because of course rivers are flat. Ah. Rivers can't do hills. What's your enemy of a river? It's a hill. What's the enemy of your walker? Generally, it's a hill. So he walked and horse and sailed. He used the rivers, three rivers mainly. The River Waal, never heard of it. Um, I think it's Dutch. Uh, The River Rhine, heard of that one. And the River Danube, there's a Mm. song about that. Uh, Three of the longest rivers in Europe. He used those rivers for his route. Uh, So his route is dictated by that. I've dictated a straight route. 
okay i'm saying that your modern day 2021 person is fitter than your paddy lee turmeric uh, so <laughs> my roots uh, hills are no problem whatsoever so i'm just very going jaundiced straight. looking guy <laughs> he is indeed so here's what we're taking in for those of you i know a lot of you like to follow our roots uh, at home or wherever you're listening right now we leave hook of holland it's basically rotterdam uh, we head towards eindhoven uh, then we head into Germany uh, towards Cologne. We then head straight through Germany, um, a place of note that I would use as uh, a little stop and off point, Bad Kissingen. There are some ge- amazing German names, but wouldn't it be great if you're having a wonderful hike to have a picture taken by the sign as you enter Bad Kissingen? Bad is particularly- German for spa, Richie. A kissing spa. Oh, I wonder whether you could walk there with 500 miles. A bit like chariots. (laughs) Yeah. So, Lemington Spa, if it was German, would be Bad Lemington. Bad Lemington, correct. Wow. There you are. I'm a polyglot. You are. Thank you very much. We leave Bad Kissingen. We head towards Vienna, uh, home of the uh, number two hit for Ultravox. Uh, It lives there, does it? Yes. That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It uh, it retired to uh, Vienna after it missed out on the number one spot by Joe Dolce's uh, Shut Up of Your Face. Uh, but you've not come here for pop facts. You've come here for travel hacks. Uh, we then head into Romania. Timi Sora uh, is the last uh, city we yep. pass through before we get to Istanbul, Constantinople. That's our route. How does it differ from Paddy Lee Turnpike's route? Well, his route <laughs> is pretty similar, other than... The only places of note that I would say that he manages to uh, cop off in are Bratislava and Budapest. Everywhere else, uh, he hits. He hits Vienna. He hits Cologne. He hits Bratislava. He hits Budapest. And, of course, along the Rhine, the Danube and the Vaal. So... What's the better route? I'd say that you and I, Chris, we're seeing some fantastic cities, uh, but he's probably less knackered because he's walking along rivers. So it's up to the listener. What's the better route? How far is yours? 22 day walk. 22. Okay. I, I, I knew it was some kind of distance and that is some kind of distance. Yeah. I mean, 22 days. Uh, Barry suggested stretch it out to 60 compared to three years i'd say there's one winner yeah i guess i guess there was more romance in his journey and he's writing can i can i offer a little uh little suggestion here? i think you'll, you'll quite like this i didn't go for speed when i went on to google maps earlier on so rich you're, you're welcome to play along with my idea here okay I, I also started at the hook of holland and then i thought hmm i wonder how many countries i can do and the route not be ridiculous so, right. Netherlands, country number one. Walk south into Belgium, yeah. country number two. Keep going southwest through Luxembourg, number three. Briefly traverse the French and German borders, four and five. Mm-hmm. Into Switzerland, six. Mm-hmm. Liechtenstein, seven. Yeah. Austria, eight. A very brief dip over the Italian Alps into Italy. Oh. Nine. 
Slovenia, 10. Over to Croatia, 11. Yeah. Brief dip into Hungary, 12. Yeah. Then again, a brief, brief bit back through Croatia into Bosnia and Herzegovina, 13. Yeah. Serbia, 14. Montenegro, 15. Kosovo, 16. North Macedonia, 17. Bulgaria, 18. A tiny bit into the top clip of Greece, yeah. 19. Into Turkey, Istanbul, 20 countries. It's fair to say that would be testing out his polyglot claims, wouldn't it? it, it I mean, look, if you, wanna, if you really want to be a proper polyglot, you've got to do all 20 countries, I think. You have indeed. Chris, I think we've given Paddy Lee Turmeric uh, three, well, two, two very good routes. Is he still alive? No, he died in 2011. Ah, oh, shitbags. But, but I think, genuinely, if, if he was around now, I think kindred spirit. <laughs> he'd be listening to this. I think he'd be a patron. Uh, a BBC journalist once described him as a cross between, and this is why it's so similar to you, Rich, a cross between Indiana Jones, James Bond and Graham Greene. I'll take that. Here's an advert. <laughs> Chris, I enjoyed that advert. Before we move on, what Bond would I be? Oh, good question. Um, I think at best you'd be Piers Brosnan. Why, why do you say like that? I thought Brosnan was a good Bond. I mean, look, he's the only Irish Bond, so I've got a lot of time for him. <laughs> I just think he I, was... I'm now dwelling on the bit that says at best. Yeah, because the truth is you're probably a little bit Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one that everyone loves, I'll take that. Sure. <laughs> uh, what's your favourite animal uh, that you like to do an impression of in front of the kids? I'm a great dog. Oh, show me. <laughs> oh, hello, Chris. How are you? Oh, <laughs> fuck me, it's a talking dog. I was not expecting words. <laughs> Can you do any other talking animals? You fire an animal at me and I'll make it talk. All right, giraffe. Oh, it's so tall up here. It's really cold. Wow. I just, I'm just absolutely, my mind is blown. I didn't, I didn't know that uh, giraffes were from the east coast of the US either. <laughs> um, all right, then. Um, a fox? Oh, I'm a dastardly fox, I am. I'm a dastardly fox. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh, yes, I'm going to get you. Slightly racist. <laughs> Let's have our second hack. I we going to say, have our second ad break. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very optimistic. Richie and Chris. Hello from Chicago. Yes, Shit nuts. he says, that's in the American Midwest. Wow. Like, genuinely, if you are from the American Midwest, your letter can be a pile of old shit and it's getting into the show <laughs> because this is a thread. How many listeners do we have over there? It's astonishing. I actually had to go back and look at the, the stats. We're 15% USA now. Wow, incredible. My wife and I and our two boys, ages 12 and 15, had our first family trip to Europe cancelled due to COVID last year. Bloody COVID. Ah, oh, fuck you. Uh, we hope to try again next summer. 
We planned to start in Venice and then travel to this sort of a certain part of the world we're zoning in on here, Slovenia, to visit family. There are a variety of options to get from Venice to Ljubljana, including coach, bus, shared van, hired car and train via Trieste. I'd prefer not to rent a car. What is your hack for a fun but efficient trip? Thanks, Mike. Okay, got to take in a few things here. So, first of all, you've got to think of Mike's family. So, it's Mike and his missus and the two kids. So, you've got to think what's fun for them. Uh, he's he's knocked out the shared uh, hired car option. So, that's gone. Uh, is a shared van fun for kids? Hiring a hiring a, 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 a Renault Kangoo uh, when you've come all the way from uh, <laughs> from Chicago? I don't think so. You'd meet people, I guess. Actually, if you're landing in Venice, you're probably hiring a Fiat Doblo. I honestly do not think that is the start of the European trip that they're fancying. So I think we can scratch the shared van option as well. So I would propose, and he's also, once you've got all that way, you don't want to be having a long old trip. You want a, a functional trip. You want to take in, first of all, you want to take in Venice. Venice is where I proposed. It's an amazing city. Um, I know the taxes have been uh, put up a little bit now for if you're uh, staying in Venice because uh, it's sinking a little bit. Um, And uh, and they're worried about the, uh, uh, the, the, the green credentials of tourism in Venice. But if you can do it, it's it's amazing. It's definitely somewhere to go once in your life. And then you get a, a Findus Dong Blaster. Is that what it was called? Fiat Doblo. <laughs> Findus Dong Blaster. Findus make... Um, uh, frozen food and the dong blaster i think is uh, something that is uh, after 10 o'clock and encrypted on my skybox oh interesting thank you for that insight <laughs> is it a vehicle <laughs> well it's got wheels some of them <laughs> oh god <laughs> x-rated dong blasters don't want to be here <laughs> <laughs> oh, grease me dong blaster, madam. Right, oh, show us your fingers. <laughs> she got a great pair of crispy pancakes. Don't. Oh, Ridge. <laughs> oh, it's another sex hack. Right. Let's leave Venice because it's putting us in a bad place. I've got a five and three quarter hour journey from Venice to Ljubljana that I think would be fun for a family of four. Are you ready for it, Chris? I was born ready, mate. A train to Goritza. Two hours, 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, the train ride out of Venice is great. You go along a really, really long pier because, of course, Greenwich, uh, because, of course, Rich. Venice is <laughs> Venice is built on stilts. Uh, so you go on um, very much like leaving the Isle of Wight, actually, Venice, because uh, the Isle of Wight, you go on the pier. Um, uh, it's an old tube train, actually. And then you get on the uh, the ferry and go. So it's a bit similar. Um, once you're out of Venice on the train, it's two hours, uh, 15 minutes to Goritza. Yep. Uh, once you get to Goritza, two buses across Goritza. So... Um, have you found it yet? You're looking yeah, no, mystically. I'm, I'm looking at it just at the foothills of the Alps, I see. Correct, yes. So uh, two different buses connecting across uh, Goritza, which should only take you about half an hour. Bit picky. Uh, but then once you're, once you're done with that, you're on a two-hour bus ride from Goritza right to 
Ljubljana. So you've got six hours of travelling. You've got a little break for the uh, for the kids to go for a waz uh, in Goritza. Uh, you've got time to pick up some uh, some sandwiches and snacks. Probably find a KFC or something or other. Yeah, I'm and sure. Then, if you went to Italy, that's exactly where you would want to uh, go and eat. <laughs> Italian fast food. I mean, what is that all about? Really, it's just pizza, isn't it? And they're not going to be doing Domino's, so I would suggest Pasta, you find a nice escalop. find a nice trattoria uh, in the middle of Goritza. Uh, pick yourself up a, uh, a, a quattro formaggi. Actually, do you know what? If we're going to dwell on food for a second, a tip that I always got told uh, by some of my Italian family is: if you're really wanting to eat authentic. Uh, Italian foods ask for the calzone then check if you can change some of the ingredients on the menu because if they say no you can't that's a bad calzone if they say of course what do you want in it that's a good calzone Chris why is that because it shows that it's not a Findus crispy pancake out of the freezer pretty much the correct answer if you can't change the ingredients of a calzone, it means it's frozen and it's not a fresh calzone. Mm. If you can change the ingredients, it means they haven't ma- they haven't yet made it, they haven't yet crimped it, you can have whatever you want. It's a fresh calzone. So I would say that to our Chicagoan family. Uh, in Goritza, have yourself a calzone. Then to our bus ride, foothills foot of the Slovenes to Ljubljana. Uh, Grizia looks lovely, uh, by the way. I I think that that is is a a really valid suggestion um, for you to suggest people stopping off. Looks really pretty. It was the host of the 1979 Eurobasket competition. (laughs) Eurobasket? What's that? It's like the European basketball competition. Uh, Like the Euros, but for basketball. Um, A little bit of information for you, Richard. Recurring theme throughout the series. I've played cricket in Ljubljana. You're kidding. Yeah, I've, I've played two, two different years, actually. I've played there. Um, didn't, didn't cover myself in glory, but but didn't didn't shame myself either. Was Beautiful that with bowl. the bat or the ball? I bowled well, did not bat well. I, bowled, <laughs> I, I, I did all right at bowled. Uh, the, the pitch they have just outside Ljubljana, one way faces the, the Alps from yeah. Italy that you've come. And it's, so you've got from the beautiful Alpine view. And Chris you've got Skinner. Exactly, exactly. That is genuinely one of the ends is like the Alps end. Right. And the other one is just a hill with like the 12 stations of the cross, like mapped out, like the big sort of Catholic mural type thing going on. Really, really beautiful. Um, So look, Rich, I I, I think if I could fault you on this, a bit boring. (laughs) It is functional, I'll give it that. But it is, you know, I think this, this, this fits into that sort of functional side of what we do on Travel Hacker. I did just check. It's only 230 kilometres if you want to cycle it. Um, Once again, they've been on a plane for all that time. Is their backside really ready for an Italian bike hire? I don't think so. As as Patrick Fermer would say, if you really want to travel around Europe, your arse had better be ready. (laughs) (laughs) So, so look, look, what, what? I, I actually think that would be a lovely journey to take. You could do it in a day on a bicycle. I mean, it'd be a long day, but you could do it. It would be. Uh, I want to go back to Venice, and I want to play cricket in Ljubljana. Oh well, who who knows what twenty twenty one might bring, Rich? Hey, patrons, get funding.
Here's an advert. Uh, Rich, I do love how we get about as many comments on the adverts as we do on the quality of our hacks. People seem to uh, tell us what they heard or what they didn't hear. Yeah. I mean, I, genuinely, if you are an advertiser, this is such a captive audience. It really is because these guys are dying. Uh, they are dying to hear an advert. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they desperately, I mean, like we, as we know, you, the listener, when you get the Vicar of Dibley advert, you like that, don't you? You do like that. They do love it, uh, which is why I'm sure Richard Curtis is going to uh, personally sponsor this podcast very, very soon. Uh, but no, seriously, if you're an advertiser, these listeners, they tell us every single advert they've heard. There's not many listeners to any product that would do that. So come on. Do you want to do Gretchen's letter or the final hack? I'll toss a coin. That would be fair to Gretchen. We're nine episodes in. How many, how many episodes are there in this season? We, we haven't yet decided. Ten's a round number. Okay. You were saying earlier you didn't want to wish it away, but... No, I mean, I, I like the idea of, of doing one more episode and then getting you in a boat or another, or another vehicle. Okay, well, look, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, it would be fitting, it would be fitting that the last thing of this series is Gretchen's letter. So how about we'll have it as the season finale of episode 10. Gretchen would live with that. I think well, we did kind of promise we'd do it this week. But I get being being told that you're not like, uh, you're not, you know, on in the afternoon of the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. You're actually going to headline it instead. We're basically telling Gretchen, look, it's worth the wait. We're going to climax together. Oh, God. Christopher, what's our last hack tonight? I'm so sorry, Gretchen. Uh, Sun Crush has been in touch. Uh, this was on Twitter. Um, the longest possible Europa League road trip. Uh, the Europa League is a football competition, for those who don't follow it. Would be between Lech Vladivostok and CD Santa Clara in the Azores, which is technically part of Portugal. If I were a Lech fan who were afraid of flying, how would you suggest I take this mammoth adventure? Now, Rich, I think first things, you've got to tell people, just give us a sense of the geography of these two places. Did you just say Santa Clara is in the Azores? Uh, yeah. As in Portugal. Oh, Rich. Not the Santa Clara that is San Francisco. Oh, Rich. Have you... Have you have you hacked the wrong hack? <laughs> well, well, since when? So where did you say it was San Francisco? Santa Clara in San Francisco, yeah. Rich, when was San Francisco <laughs> last in the Europa League? <laughs> you pillock. <laughs> well, on that, when were FC Vladivostok last in? the Europa League. Yes, they are one of the furthest uh, east teams in European football. But they're, the, they're in the Russian first division. They're not in the Russian Premier Division. So they're not in the Europa League. In fact, they got disbanded in 2020. And we'll come on to that. So I think that if we're, if we're clutching at straws as to 
where the Santa Clara on, is. Don't we me in this one. This is not we. I would say that my Vladivostok to Santa Clara, and may I just also point out that Major League Soccer is a really big thing now in the States. Uh, I think <laughs> I think there are fans of football in San Francisco that would love to go and watch Vladivostok play a game in Russia. Okay. So... Here's a hack <laughs> that no one asked for. <laughs> it would cost £887 for a round trip uh, just to fly from Vladivostok uh, to Vladivostok from Santa Clara. Of course, every word that I say is rendered pointless because this should be a trip from Portugal to Vladivostok in Russia. The important thing, though, Rich, is that you don't stop. So, so where is the air, from which airport to which airport, for example? Uh, San Francisco. We're changing at LAX, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We're then flying from LAX to Moscow. No an, way. Yes, it's an 11-hour, 45-minute flight. When you get to Moscow, after a little bit of time in transfer... It's a further eight hours and 20 minutes flight from Moscow to Vladivostok. Alternatively, you could go by boat. Oh, God. (laughs) Because Sun Crush originally said that he didn't want to fly. So how long does it take to sail across the Pacific Ocean? I've looked into this. Five to ten weeks is what it says. <laughs> depending depending on weather conditions. Um, some of the other uh, questions. How big a sailboat uh, do you need to cross the Pacific? Uh, it's advised that you have a sailboat that's about 40 foot long or bigger. Uh, this is to make sure you can withstand some of the bigger waves. I've been on YouTube and looked at big waves Fuck me, they're the size of liquid houses. What? How dangerous is it to sail across the Pacific? Cruising World website, you've got to be careful what one you find there, Mm. says the very size of the Pacific presents unique challenges, but so too to its strong currents, powerful storms, hazardous coral outcrops, and remote low-lying islands. But here's the thing, right? Five to ten weeks across the Pacific. The Pacific's... I don't know whether you've looked on a map. It's a really big ocean. But it's Famously. like a... It's like a... A big-bottomed lady. In that the Pacific is bigger at the bottom than it is at the top. So it's probably quicker to sail across the top of the Pacific than it is its voluptuous bottom. So I've done some primitive calculations of my own would you agree christopher that hawaii is in the middle of the pacific ocean give or take yes thank you how long does it take to sail from san francisco to hawaii well that is roughly 25 days 2500 nautical miles but high performance boats may be able to reach hawaii within one to two weeks so it is possible if you reach hawaii 
within one week. And we're saying give or take Hawaii's in the middle of the Pacific. It's possible to sail from San Francisco to Vladivostok in a high performance boat in a fortnight. And what's the cost? I don't know. Okay. The final question is would you want to? Because... Well, Suncrush doesn't. Well, he must be a fan of FC Vladivostok. Yeah, but but he, he wants to go to the Azores. Why? <laughs> because that was the hack that he asked for. I thought he wanted to go to Vladivostok. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's the thing, Chris. Yep. If you're talking about the Russian first division, the longest away trip for a Russian first division game is Vladivostok to Kaliningrad. And that is a 12-hour flight. Uh, Kaliningrad is, of course, in that really interesting bit that shares no land border with the rest of Russia. It's stuck out on the edge of the Baltic Sea, I think. Correct. Surrounded it's, by Poland. all but more Poland than it is anything else. Yeah. 7,000-kilometre flight. It would be the same as flying from LA to New York and back again. So that's some context for our American fans. Big journey. I Big mean, journey. The last time that was done, how many away fans do you think from Vladivostok went on that trip to Kaliningrad? Uh, six. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I just guessed. Spot on. <laughs> six fans. <gasps> Legends. Six away fans. And this is where it's a good story because they saw them win 2-0. Oh, good result. Love a 2 new away result. It's the longest away trip for any league in the world. But here's the saddest news of all as to... And this is pertinent whether we've done a trip from Portugal or from San Francisco. On the 1st of April 2020, the local government announced that all professional contracts with sports clubs in their region had been cancelled to provide funds to combat the spread of COVID-19. Look, Vladi Luch Vladivostok will drop to the Russian Amateur Football League once football returns. It's tragic. There is no away trip anymore. There is no more an FC Vladivostok. I daren't ask whether that's a hack. OK, I, I, I daren't answer. <laughs> <laughs> did you look into it as to what it would be like if you went from the Azores? I, I did have a little look, yeah. Do you, do you, do you want some facts? I um, mean, Suncrush might, because that's what he asked for. So so it, it's quite expensive. It would cost you about 1,600 quid. You'd have to fly to Lisbon, then from Lisbon to Munich. Munich to Berlin. But Berlin to Pushkin International Airport, which I thought... Uh, it's quite exciting. And then Pushkin Airport to Vladivostok. It, I mean, it would take you um, several days, four flights, 1,600 quid. Uh, and he said he didn't want to fly, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but sod that. I mean, how is he going to do it? It's like an island out to like the furthest part of Russia. <laughs> Let me tell you about that furthest part of Russia, Rich. Interesting little fact here. 
it almost borders well it, it does border north korea yeah and it answers like uh so i discovered just online in the week norway scandinavian country not far from scotland is only one country apart from north korea because of the size of russia so norway wow. has a tiny tiny border with russia you travel a Kaliningrad to Vladivostok-style journey all the way to that furthest, far eastern bit of Russia, where it shares also a tiny, tiny land border with North Korea. Norway wow. to North Korea with only one country in the middle. That is amazing. And that's that's up there with your 20 countries for the Hook of Holland uh, to <laughs> Constantinople. The equal and opposite journey, yeah. Uh, we end episode nine... I promised it would be fine. I'm not sure it's been anything but that. Rich, I think you did a good job uh, with Barry. Thank you. I think you did a, a boring but effective Functional. job for Mike. Thank you. Uh, complete with calzone tips. Uh, Sun Crush's bottom three moments of the series for me. <laughs> of the series or of the entire podcast? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean... Yeah, bottom five of all time, bottom three this series. Don't make hey, me rank well, them. We, we've all got Gretchen's letters to look forward to <laughs> next week for the uh, for the uh, for the finale. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to be featured uh, with your hack in the last episode of season three, the last season before Chris and I actually go yes! out and hack yes! in person yes! with the Patreon money, uh, you can email us, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at Richie Firth or at producer Chris. We live on Twitter. We're always there replying. Uh, or... Uh, you can become a patriot, patreon.com slash travel hacker. I know I get the address wrong uh, lots of times, uh, but we're really excited about Patreon uh, because the very fact that you guys are supporting us, we're giving you extra bits and bobs, but the fact that you're supporting us with your cash is what's going to be able to help us fund the trips for season four that hopefully you guys are looking forward to hearing as much as we're looking forward to getting to do so to all the patrons a genuine moment of sincerity thank you very much uh, it's because of you that we look forward to season four and if they'd given to us more instead of patriotgames.org we'd have a bit more to spend i think i have at least once given the address out correct this time fair Christopher, next week, I'm off to find things that rhyme with 10. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, so let's play. I tell you what, cover your ears up, um, take your headphones off, and I'm going to do a little bingo and guess. Okay, so uh, hen, uh, men, then, uh, when, 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 when,